Hey, Atlanta. Uh, yes, this message is specifically for people that's in Atlanta. If you're here on today, you're listening to this. It's a Thursday. Make your way down to the music room. That's 327 Edgewood Avenue. We're doing Paid in America Live. Jay Coop and myself, last name good. We are performing the album in its entirety, the Paid in America album live. So if you want to experience that, uh, be sure to be downtown. Well, actually, Old Fourth Ward tonight. Right here, if you want discounted tickets, you can go to PIA dot, what is it? PIA live dot eventbrite dot com. Once again, that's PIA live, the letter PIA live dot eventbrite dot com. You'll get discounted tickets. Come there tonight. I want to see each and every one of you guys. Uh, some of you have never seen me DJ, see me in that element. So uh, it'll be super dope to meet uh, you guys in that capacity. So make your way down to Edgewood Avenue for a good time at the Music Room for Paid in America Live. Once again, you can get those tickets at PIALive.eventbrite.com. Hey, so I'd like to welcome you to the Straight Out the Den podcast. Uh, today we have a very special episode. I know you guys haven't just heard from me solely in a while, so I uh, figured I'll take this time out to just have a conversation with you guys. It's been a while. We've been having interviews uh, pretty much back to back to back, and so I just kind of wanted to take some time just to talk with you guys individually. Uh, just know that today's podcast is brought to you by Lander. Based in Montreal, Canada, Lander is the world's first intelligent drag-and-drop instant mastering service by Mixed Genius. So uh, just for being a listener to today's podcast you're going to get a free trial just go to lander.com that's l-a-n-d-r.com slash promo slash s-o-d-d you're going to get two free uncompressed waves of your master so uh, you guys have heard me rant about this all the time mastering is a very important step uh, in the music creation process it's a step that a lot of times is left out and that's mainly because it's so expensive to do so so uh, here's your chance to kind of bypass that that expense and you know just for being a listener you're going to get that free trial so go there now uh, once again that's lander.com slash promo slash s-o-d-d for your free trial today's podcast is also brought to you by raps and hustles you can go to raps and everything is spelled correctly uh, they are offering reposting services uh, right now on their soundcloud and also if you're in a tri-state area that is new york new jersey connecticut uh, you'll be able to uh Take advantage of their video services that they have right now. So uh, make sure you go to rapsandhustles.com, uh, explore everything there is to explore there, and also let them know that Straight Out the Den sent you. Um, so uh, before we get started, super shout out to Any Creative Network. Once again, we've been doing some exciting things over there and um, just ready to launch this thing. We've even talked about something in the works that uh, maybe I'll be able to announce it next week. We're still ironing out the details, but uh, let's just say it's a super dope uh, concept. And a lot of people uh, over the years have asked, when will we do this? And so um, it may be, you know, close to that time. So I don't want to let the cat out the bag just yet, but uh, stay tuned. And hopefully within the next couple of weeks, we'll be able to announce that. Hopefully very soon. Next week, we'll probably um, announce something. Uh, about what we want to do so stay tuned for that but earlier this week um i went to my twitter you know every now and then i like to go to twitter and kind of get my thoughts off and, and kind of uh, uh i guess if you want to call it a rant maybe a rant or just you know you know ramble off uh, some words or, or whatnot but every now and then i, I just get the inspiration to go to twitter and, and just kind of let my thoughts and, and uh, turn to actions uh, via words on Twitter. So um, 
I went there and, and I was really focusing on platform and, and telling people about, you know, if you're an artist today, an independent artist, that you should build a website or build a platform where your your um, fans can come to you and buy directly from you. Right. And that started a, a wide range uh, conversation, a lot of different views. Some people understood, some didn't understand. And some people uh, kind of took it to the literal sense where I said, you know, not using iTunes and Spotify and, and things of that nature, which I'll tell you, you should definitely put your music in those avenues um, at this point in the game, if you're concerned, right? It, and, and to be honest with you, um, it's it's all about a look. It's an aesthetic. It's, it's all about perception. But we're going to go into a little bit more of that detail uh, here in just a second. But before we get there, I kind of wanted to um, go through a, a few of my tweets. I have to kind of pull them up because I uh, have a couple of things on my Twitter. So give me a second. Allow me to. Yes, I was not prepared. Um, but let me scroll down on my Twitter here and see if I can come up to this conversation that I was having a couple of days ago. And, um, you know, like I said, we did get a lot of positive feedback. Um, even had some artists hit me up um, personally and ask some questions. But uh, I felt, you know, if, if people are asking those questions to me like that, then it may be a good idea to explore this on a wider platform and put it here on the podcast. So um, here, here you go. So the first thing I said, I say, if you're an indie artist, you should build a platform for your fans to buy direct from you. Right. That's the the um, the beginning of the conversation, if you will. So from there, I kind of went into like, you know, don't let get caught up. Um, don't get caught up in being on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Title, etc. And, and so that was a comment that a lot of people really took out of context. And like I said before, you know, was, I got a lot of questions about, oh, should I not get on here? Or uh, is it something that I should or what's going on? So the reason why I said that, I'll let you know here now, like um, prime, prime example, um, you guys that know me as last name good, I, I do produce music and, and I DJ and but every so, you know, I, I'll put out beat tapes and instrumental albums. And, and sometimes I'll put out albums Um and, you know, the first thing that I normally will do is, you know, I make it available directly to me on my website and on the website, you know, you can buy it directly from me. You'll download it. It'll be a zip file. It'll come directly to you. You can upload it to your computer, blah, 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 all of that stuff. Right. So I'll have stuff in that capacity. Some people bite on it and purchase that way. And some people don't. And then I'll put it on Bandcamp. Right. And when it's on Bandcamp, you know, I have those fans there go there and, and shop on Bandcamp, but it doesn't get a huge reception. And when I say reception, I mean social media praise. Right. Not talking about actual purchases. I'm talking about social media praise and friends, family, things of that nature of being proud of you. You get all of that when you say that you're on iTunes, Tidal, uh, Spotify, Google Play. It's something about being on those platforms where people think that it's absolutely impossible to do. And they automatically think that, oh, man, you must have a deal if you, you know, get your music on iTunes or, or uh, Tidal or whatnot. Like, how how did you make that happen? And here's the truth. Right. So uh, I'm going to break this down for you. And so if you thought that you had to have a deal, number one, to get on those platforms, then uh, I'm sorry that you're misinformed, but we're going to kind of break that myth now. You don't have to have that. You don't even have to. Uh, have a deal. You don't need di digital distribution from a major company uh, in order to get on that. A lot of these things can be handled on your own, right? There are different companies that do the job. Uh, the most popular one that a lot of people probably heard of is either uh, CD Baby or TuneCore. Um, 
what I personally use is DistroKid. And, and I'm not going to get into all the specifics of DistroKid because I don't want this to be an ad for DistroKid. But I'll tell you, that's what I personally use. And the reason why I use that is because I can pay one fee throughout the year, one time a year, and I can upload unlimited albums to all platforms right now. Um, and I have to go through this if I am going to go and tell you about DistroKid. But the um, only downfall I'll say to DistroKid is that you, you don't have a pre-order um, functionality, meaning that if you want to pre-order your album or allow your album to be put up for pre-order, you can't use it through DistroKid. They don't have these capabilities just yet. I'm, I'm sure they're working on it, but right now they don't have it. Uh, the other thing that I found with DistroKid is that, you know, for some things become a la carte. So it's like the YouTube, uh, they have a YouTube money option where they'll go through and actually anytime somebody uploads your song on YouTube or, um, you know, or doing some type of video and have your music in the background, they'll use some type of algorithm, track it and automatically uh, reroute the money to you, which I think is a very dope service. But a lot of other platforms will do this automatically. You have to actually pay for this with DistroKid. And it's not a crazy amount but you do have to pay per year for that so that's one of the only things that i feel this you know the disadvantage but other than that if you're somebody that just have like you know 20 to 30 bucks a year that you want to put out pay for it upload unlimited amount of albums so that's why i kind of you know push people to go toward distro kid versus the other ones but hey check out cd baby check out um TuneCore, check out all of them and check and you know do whatever works for you ultimately is what you'll have to do but i say all of those things just to let you know that you don't have to sign a record deal or be with any major distributor to put your music on itunes title spotify or any of those places you can literally do it on your own if you're an independent artist so you're not just restricted to soundcloud or bandcamp and all of those platforms are great and they work um you know in in a certain capacity um but you're not just limited to those but me personally i feel that you should build your website for your fans to come directly to you and i kind of went over those reasons why uh here in, in my tweet so the next tweet i said is that there's only one reason why this is important and that's customer data right and what I mean by customer data is literally the name, email address, address, and phone number of every person that purchased your album. This is super vital information that a lot of times we as indie artists sleep on. We don't think about this. We're just so excited about getting on iTunes. And here's the thing about when you're on iTunes or all these other uh, platforms. You'll never get that information, no matter how much you try, no matter, you know, how hard you how many letters you write. You'll never be able to get that information from those platforms. You'll never know exactly who your customer is, you know, besides them taking a picture and saying that I bought your album and tagging you in it on social media. Outside of that, you'll never know who bought your album. Right. It's cool. Say so. I'll go and I'll tell you a few more tweets I have. When you build your own platform, any store, and you don't have access to that, and you can have access to that data at any time. You can pull up who bought your album and personally thank them, right? And you got to think about it. that goes a long way. So I use this example. I was like, think about how would you feel like I'm gonna use my favorite artist, uh, Andre 3000, Jay Z, right? So imagine if Jay Z or Andre 3000 text you and say, Hey, thank you for buying my album. 
You would never live that down at all, right? You would never forget about it. That'll be a story that you'll tell everybody for the rest of your life. You, you'll keep going. You'll wake up 10 years from now. You'll tell somebody else that story. That's something that's going to keep happening. So that's the reason why you want that personal data, right? I'll, I'll use the example that we've used here for Paid in America, right? We set up a pre-order. The only place you can pre-order that album was going to be through us. And in the midst of doing that, we were able to contact every single person that pre-ordered our album, shout them out on social media, take a snapshot of it, tell them, hey, personally, thank you for what you've done. Uh, we do appreciate you. We're able to have that information and we can attack those people personally, which is going to do something great later on, which we'll get into um, before the end of this uh, podcast. So build your own platform and, and be able to collect that data. That data is so super important to your career as an indie artist. We're talking about real indie artists right now, right? We're not talking about, you know, if you're selling a hundred thousand copies or anything like we're, we're talking about if you're moving anywhere between 500 and maybe 20,000 records right now. Right. And those are real numbers that you can do if you put in the hard work that that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about going platinum. No, that's different. Even though I would love to go platinum and have a million numbers and email addresses, but we're, we're talking about something on a smaller level level, excuse me. And, and that's okay. All right, so the next thing that I, I put here on Twitter, um, let's see. Oh, here's the biggest thing, all right? And, and if you're an indie artist, you're definitely going to love this. You get paid instantly, right? Whenever somebody buys from your platform, you're going to get that money deposited into your account instantly. It's not waiting um, on iTunes or Tidal six months, you know, for that report to come in to tell you how many albums you sold that you don't even know for certain if you sold those, you're, you're just going off of somebody else's word. You don't know for certain, um, you know, so you're, you're going off of those reports and then you have to wait for that money to actually be deposited into your account. And even with the, you know, certain situations you might get at best, maybe three months, but for the most part, you're looking at between three to six months before you get paid off of anything, bought off of any of those um, platforms, iTunes, Google play, Etc. Etc. Right. But with here, even with Bandcamp, you have to wait a couple of days, which that's great. I, I'm not discrediting Bandcamp at all. I absolutely love Bandcamp. But if I have my own platform, I'm getting paid instantly. So as soon as you buy my album, that money is being deposited right into my PayPal account, which you, you, you got to love that you're getting it up front. Right. And as an indie artist, every dollar counts. So I would love to have my money now as opposed to waiting six months when I'm trying to make moves now. Right. So think about that for a second. Like, you got to want to get that information ASAP and, and you, you can't sleep on having that information, you know, because you got to think about it. Like if, okay, let's keep it, keep it very simple. If I don't have that information when you buy my music from iTunes, guess who has that information? That's right. iTunes, they have it. And so if you ever wonder when you're, you're scrolling through your phone and you might get an ad for a certain album, right. Or a certain genre, well, the reason why you're getting those ads is because they know what you purchase. They know the music that you buy on a regular basis. And so they're going to target you and only promote certain type of music directly to you based on what you've already purchased. And as long as they have that personal data, then you're always going to be targeted. You'll, you'll notice that if you don't listen to country music, you'll never get targeted with a... Um, country music ad and if you do it's very you know it's very subtle and it'll be something that may cross over to um 
the music that you like. But for the most part, you'll never get those type of ads. You're only going to get ads for uh, the type of music that you purchase on a regular basis. Right. So keep that in mind. And, and trust me, they, they definitely use that information. Even if you think they're not using that information, they always use it. So here's a real life example that I want you to kind of think about to kind of get you into the, the mindset of realizing why you need to build your own platform. Number one, like really think about this, right? So an artist, we're going to, we're going to highball uh, this number, but say you sell 50,000 records, right? And you don't have a clue where any of those people live. This is using the model, the traditional model where you're, you're going through all of the, the platforms that are already there, the digital platforms that already exist. So you sell 50,000 albums. Great. That's good. You did a good job. If you're independent, you're still probably taking home a, a huge chunk of that dollar uh, amount. That's great. But here's the part that, that you're, you're, you're going to suffer on, right? So if you sold 50,000 records, now imagine if you sold that and everyone uh, who bought your album just so happened to be in the southeastern part of the United States, right? We're, we're just, just go, go, go there with me for a second, right? So 50,000 albums sold, great feat. You made some money independently, but... Think about it. If if your fan base, if 50,000 people, if the majority, 90 percent of those albums were bought in the southeastern part of the United States. But you're setting up a tour on the West Coast and the Midwest. It doesn't make sense. Right. And now there's nothing wrong with going over there to gain new fans, but you want to go where your fans are already at. Right. The people that are supporting you is one of those things where, you know, we're so quick to want to get into a big market. We want to be in L.A. We want to be in New York. We want to be in Atlanta. But if your fan base is not there, if the people that are supporting you and constantly buying all your music, if they're in St. Louis, then I'm doing a festival in St. Louis every year because that's where my fans are at. I don't care about being in Atlanta and being on the scene or being in Miami and being on the scene, being in New York and being on the scene. Yes, it's great for your music to organically grow and be in those places. But if your fan base is based in St. Louis and they're constantly, every time you put something out, they're buying it. And if you, if you have access to that data, you can see that every time you put something out, they're buying it. Then why are you wasting your time going somewhere else? Focus where your fans are at. And, and once you start to focus where your fans are, You'll, you'll notice very quickly how successful you become because you're not you're not in the mindset of like, oh, I got to attack here. I got to attack here. I got to attack here. Just do what the data says. And, and so if you have that data now, I can see like, OK, I sold 50,000 albums. I got, you know, 20,000 of those people in the southeast. I have another 10,000 of those people on the on, you know, the um, the West Coast. And then I have the other what's that number 20,000 they're kind of spread out across the US. Well, now I have good data, raw data that I can use to to really make logical decisions in my touring. I know now if the majority are in the southeast, I'm going to spend a lot of time in my touring in the southeast. I'm going to hit every one of those little pockets in the southeast because that's where my fans are. I'm not going to spend a lot of time in the Midwest if my fans are not there. Now, it does make sense to go there. I'm not telling you not to go to those places, but it's kind of like this. If I have fans in Atlanta, I'm, I'm using Georgia, for example. That's where I'm at. If I have fans in Columbus, Macon, Augusta, Savannah, you know, Albany, if I don't go to those places, if that's where the people are buying the albums, if I don't go to those places, I'm crazy. If I'm only doing a show, if my only stop in Georgia is in, is in Atlanta, I'm missing out. 
because I can go into those small B and C markets and really make money because that's where my fans are. So that means I can go there. They already know the music, so I'm not performing in front of a bunch of people that don't know who I am. They're singing along with me. They're bringing energy to my performance. And guess what? They're probably going to buy some merch at the end of the night. And now for you, that's triple the money. They bought a CD. They bought a ticket to the show. And now they're buying merch. And guess who's winning in that case? Both of you guys, because they're getting a show of their favorite artists and you're getting paid to do what you love to do. So think about that. That's that's just, you know, something very simple. You know, don't get caught up in trying to be in the big markets just yet. You can get there and you will get there if you keep working. But you want to focus on going to where your fans are already at as opposed to trying to go where your fans you hope your fans will be. Right. So here's the other example that I used um, that. You know, hopefully it, it would be some somewhat of a um, a use for you. Like my biggest thing is touring, because, as you know, as an independent artist, you're probably going to make the most money on touring um, and your merch. <clears throat> Excuse me. So if you build your platform to where you can get all of the access to that information. So so now. I can include my touring on my site. So now instead of me you know, putting something up on IG, I can tell you, Hey, go to my website, blah, blah, blah.com. All of my, my dates are going to be there. You can even, all the ticket information is going to be directly on the site. And guess what? If you set it up to where you buy tickets directly from you in those occasions, and uh, there are ways to do that, then you're still getting all of that data. And that's what it's about. Remember, if you don't remember anything else from this conversation, it's all about collecting customer data. As long as you have customer data and you know who your customers are, you'll continue to be successful as an indie artist. I don't care if you only get 100 names of people that are supporting you. Drill those 100 names and milk them and and build solid relationships with those 100 people. Because I guarantee you, that's all you will need to sustain currently. So if you look at it in a small small mind frame, right? Like if if you really look at, I want to get 100 people to spend a hundred dollars a year with me right do the math i used to be great at math now i'm I'm just okay what is that like ten ten thousand dollars something like that right now that's not a lot of money you might think but how much money are you making right now as an independent artist grinding i pause for effect if you're new you're probably not making that much money yeah i mean it is what it is right we're all trying to get to a point where we can quit jobs and all of that stuff but right now you're probably not making a whole lot Right. So imagine if you just had 100 people that were willing to spend one hundred dollars on your year. Now, I'll show you what that looks like. One hundred dollars for an indie artist. That's one album. That's ten dollars. Right. And this is something that you can do every year. Right. Every year you can switch it up and and, and find a new way for this model. But we're, we're talking about one hundred dollars. We're breaking out one hundred dollars. What one hundred dollars look like. So that's one album purchase. So that's $10. Now you have $90 left. How do you get $90 more from an individual? If they buy one t-shirt, that's $25 to $30. Say $30 on the high end. So now you're at $40. Now you got to get them to spend $60 more. Well, say you have a, um, a concert. Concert, you know, $20 at the concert. So what, what is that? We have 20 we have 30 we have 10 We're at... We're at I did my math wrong. We're at $60. So now you got to get 40, 40 more dollars to be spent. So now when they come to the show, maybe they want to do like a, a meet and greet. Or maybe, you you know, there's um, a special poster or, or some, some exclusive merch that comes comes through. 
Well, now if if you you know you have something where they're they're buying a sweatshirt or something like that, well now you're at your hundred dollars, right? So I mean, essentially all they did was bought an album, went to a show, and bought some merch. That's all you want. And if you can get a hundred people to spend a hundred dollars with you, and, and granted, there are going to be some of those hundred they're going to spend more, right? And, and you know some of those hundred they're going to spend less. That's how it makes up. But ultimately, if you can get a hundred people to spend a hundred dollars with you a year, then you've made ten thousand dollars off your craft a year. Now I don't know about you, but I, I feel like anybody can do something with an extra ten grand a year, regardless of of where you're at. And, and so. What only thing is going to happen is if you keep revisiting that model, eventually that number is going to increase. So instead of 100 people, you're going to get to 200 people. And after 200 people, you're going to get to maybe 500. And then after 500, 1,000 and so on and so forth. But you're only trying to get them to spend that $100 a year. Right. And now you think about it. If you got a, a you know, 10,000 people, then now you only need 10,000 people to spend. What's that number? Like, you know, if you want them to spend $10 a year, which is a low ball, but if you get 10,000 fans to spend $10 a year, you've made $100,000, right? And so I'm just trying to show you these small numbers to get to it. You know, everyone is trying to get a million fans and a million fans is great if you can really get a million fans, but let's really look at what that is, right? You see some of your, your um, biggest celebrities on IG and, and social media, they'll have you know, 21 million fans or 10 million fans or whatever that number is. Right. And you don't really see it translate to dollars or album sales for that matter. I mean, you, you would think if I have 10 million followers on Instagram, why can't I sell, you know, why can't I get 10% of those 10 million to buy an album? And if I did, that would be a million people. Right. Well, the truth is only 1%. And I'm making this number up, but it's close, <laughs> you know, uh, but only one percent uh, and one to five percent. We'll keep it fair of your social media following is probably going to be really supportive of your endeavors. And if you really break it down and look at the math, you're you know, that number is probably close. You know, it, it might at at the very best, you know, you might get close to 10 percent if you're lucky. Right. But once you start getting to, you know, having two and three million fans, it becomes more so about, you know, your less about your music and more about everything else. Right. And that's cool. If you can leverage that to make more money uh, in different ways, but right now in the position that you're in, you know, I, I would assume, and I can be absolutely wrong, but I can assume that the majority of the people that are listening to this podcast that are artists, you know, probably have a fan base anywhere between 200 to maybe, you know, if you're lucky 30,000 people, right. And that's great. I mean, you worked hard for that. That That's a great number to have. And if you're sitting at 30,000 people, then think about that model that I said, you know, try to get 30,000 people, try to get that 10 percent. So try to get 3000 of them to spend. Ten dollars a year on you, and if you can get, you know, that that number, three thousand to spend ten dollars on you a year, you're you're sitting at thirty thousand dollars, right? And so, um, I just break this down for you just to show you that it's not as hard as you may think. You have to be creative, you know. You can't just, hey, here's an album, buy it. No, you, you're gonna have some people that listen. You're gonna have some people that don't want it. Uh, that's cool, you know. You figure out the model that works for you, but ultimately, your main goal should be. Get super creative and figure out ways to get a small amount of people to support you on a yearly basis. Now, there are some other things I can go into that I, that I won't go into on this podcast. I'll have to save it for later. But if you build your platform the right way, you can set it up to where people can shop with you every year, you know, and keep it simple. Just like I told you with DistroKid, I pay a flat rate 
once a year. Think about that. Once a year, um, I, I use their services. I think their services are great, but once a year, that's all I'm paying once a year. And think about how many customers they have that are paying once a year for something, right? They built a model where, hey, all I need is X amount of dollars from this one customer one time a year. So they're making, you know, roughly 20 to $30 off of me individually a year. And that seems very small for one person. But think about how many people they have doing that. I'm going to guess and say that they probably have easily have well over 50,000 people that are spending $30 a year. Right. And probably way more than that. But, you know, I'm just breaking it down very small for you. So um, it's the same model. But all you have to do is figure out a way just to get your small amount um, sample size of your fans just to dedicate a certain amount of money for you per year. And get creative, you know, do albums, do merch, um, tour, you know, do pop up shops, uh, write a book, do an ebook. I mean, there's so many things that you can do. Think outside the box. Don't do what everyone else is doing. Create a movie and sell your movie. Right. You don't have to. Um, and, and, you know, you can create product. And, it, and here's the great thing about creating product. Once you create product that's virtual or, you know, can up upload to a server and you don't have to do anything to it you continue to make money off of that forever right with this album we did paid in america we built a website we put it up and it's a set it and forget it process we don't have to do anything else to maintain that file that file is there it's going to stay on the server as long as we continue to pay the hosting uh, on the server and it's just going to stay there and 20 years from now somebody can go to the website and you know Hey, I want them. This looks interesting. Let me buy the album. And they can click and it's there and it's downloaded. I don't have to do anything else to that. And that's going to continue to go. That's what you want to build. Build product that doesn't take a lot of maintenance, right? You build it, set it, forget it, download it, spend money for it. Boom, you're gone. You, 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 you've done what you had to do. So that's it. I think I think that's way too much game I gave you guys. I probably should charge you for that. But um, I can charge you for that if you want to as a matter of fact here's the open invitation right now if you want more insight on how to do that i can walk through it with you step by step but you're gonna have to pay for it it's just that simple and if you are interested in that hit me up um like i told you guys um you can hit me up via email you can send me a text send me a text 678-872-2227 um, or leave a voicemail that's the best way to connect with us uh, that line is still open you guys it's a very simple process call it text it if you have any questions any concerns leave it right there and we'll be able to get you know right in contact with you you'll get an automated message letting you know that i did receive it uh but we'll get back in contact with you and if you if you have something uh dope to say we may even play it here on the podcast so uh that's it for this week i hope you guys enjoyed it the main thing i want you to remember build a platform collect customer data that's what it's all about uh so as always if you guys have a dream pray on that dream research that dream and work until that dream becomes a reality I'm Jay Good, a.k.a. Last Name Good of the Straight Out the Damn Podcast. See you guys last week. Next week. I messed that line up. See you guys next week. All right, peace.